Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to the 33rd episode of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. I am really excited about today's episode. We are chatting with education expert and consultant Katie Smith on how to retain your customers and level up your customer experience for your product business by adding educational components, which is something interesting that you might not think of, but in fact, educating your audience to buy from you and educating your customers to buy more is actually a huge part of a e-commerce or a subscription box business. So I'm really pumped to get Katie on here and kind of talk about a different angle that you likely haven't thought of yet. So super pumped. So I just want you to think for a sec, have you ever felt like your customers didn't quite understand how your product worked or how to use the products inside of your subscription box business, for example? On the same note, have you ever felt that your customers aren't getting the best experience they could from your box inserts? So if you have a subscription box business from the inserts or even your website, website. So not to worry, today we have education consultant and teacher Katie Smith on the podcast, and she's diving into topics like how to retain your customers, how to create better packaging and inserts so they can buy more from you, how to incorporate and intertwine the educational components to your business to create an epic customer experience for your people. And this gets people to buy more from you and spread the love for you on social media. So a little bit about Katie, after 11 years in it, education, the universe pivoted her in a different direction. A business learning strategist, she is from California, but everyone thinks she is from the South, which is funny. She's an Aries, Enneagram 2, manifesting generator, but ultimately her passion is creating curriculum. She wants to help business owners use educational psychology to elevate their learning experience. So super excited for this episode. Grab your coffee, grab your wine. It's going to be a great one. Hey, Katie. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. So if you want to start things off just by telling us a little bit about you and what you up to, what do you do? Yeah. So I am a teacher by day. That's what I do in my day job. And then in my business, I help coaches create courses. And I know you're listening to this and you're probably like, how in the world is this course lady going to help me with my product-based business? But Carrie and I have chatted and we have some great educational ideas that we're going to bring to the table for you guys to talk about that. But when I'm not doing business or teaching, I love a good book or hiking. I live in Las Vegas, so we can only hike like half the year. It's too hot or too cold the other half. So hiking is always fun. And then I love to travel, you know, when um, COVID allows us to go all the places I want to (laughs) go. Where is your next go-to destination? I know I have two, but tell me yours. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, 
okay, when the whole world opens up and I can go anywhere in the world that I want, I want to go to Turkey. That's like number one on my bucket list. And then after Turkey, probably somewhere in Asia, because I haven't traveled to Asia before. What is yours? What's on your list, Carrie? Yes, Turkey is one of my favorite places in the world. I've been probably like 15 times. <laughs> I used oh to my travel gosh, for I'm my s- old job. So I, yeah, I worked in education, actually. So I got to travel overseas and I worked to help recruit international students to come to the US. And so I got to travel everywhere. And Turkey was one of my main countries. So I've literally been so many, I used to go like four or five times a year for four years. So I've been so many times. I'm so jealous. <laughs> um, yeah, it's amazing. I'll have, we'll have to chat about that uh, on Instagram sometime, but yeah. I can share some pics. Mine is Norway and Iceland and Alaska. So clearly I have some weird thing with visiting cold places right now, but yeah, those are my top two. So I also can't nice. wait until the world opens up. I am I'm a huge traveler and it's, you know, it's been boring not to be able to go anywhere. So <laughs> yeah, I'm like, um, my front room is getting a little, uh, I'm bored of it. Like I want to redecorate now. I love it. Well, I'm super excited to have you here so we can talk about how to bring the educational components to an e-commerce and a subscription box business. Cause I think initially you might think, you know, why do I need to bring an education into my product-based business? But there really are so many reasons that, you know, teaching your customers, number one, teach your customers, but teaching your audience. So they become your customers, how, you know, you talk about your product, how you describe it on your website, how you showcase it on social media, you can really enhance the customer experience by education. So I'm really excited to kind of dive into stuff. So I think my first thing that I would love to talk about, because customer experience for me is a really important thing. I know for my business, um, for my subscription box business that I owned, really customer experience was number one for me. And so I did, while I think I did incorporate some educational pieces a little, <laughs> I could have done better. <laughs> um, I really like to hear from you, I guess one, why is bringing the educational piece important? And I think the second question, how does it really provide value for a customer experience? So I guess that's two questions, but maybe the first, just why is it important? Like why should someone care about adding educational bits to their product business? Yeah. So I think these questions are perfect because they go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. So I don't know about you, but there are a lot of subscription boxes out there. I feel like I get so many targeted ads. And so a couple of reasons why this educational piece could be super valuable to your subscription box is it makes you stand out in the market. There are not a lot of subscription boxes out there providing an educational piece with their box. It's just the box and the goods. And Mm -hmm. here you go. Thank you so much. Thank you for your money. Have a great day. See you next month or quarter, right? Like it's been delivered. It's great. So with this educational piece, you are up-leveling this client experience because not only are they getting this box with the amazing items that you've curated, they are also getting a some information for how to use everything in the box. I used to get like FabFitFun and another subscription box. And so every month you get like, I would get, I would end up with like 10 things every month between the two of them. And I was like, I don't even know what to do with this. Like, okay, great. Another face mask. Awesome. Like, 
you know? And so you end up with all these things. And I still have a box of like all this random stuff I got in this subscription box. So it really makes it feel like the subscription box has a purpose and like they know how to use the items in the box as opposed to just like setting them off to the side and being like, okay, great. Like, I'll get to this later. Yeah, I agree with you. And yeah, same for me. I I do think that I also try to fab fit fun and I got some sort of item. I think it was an exercise ball that you had to blow up, but I had, I actually had no idea. I think I threw it away. (laughs) I had no idea what it was. And so it is a missed opportunity, especially for someone that is paying for a product, uh, not for two things. One is you want people to enjoy what you're selling them, you know, cause number one, if someone opens up their subscription box or, you know, even if it's an e-commerce product, you know, for them to know everything inside the value and like the purpose behind it, you know, they should really be able to understand uh, how to use a product and why it's in there. And I do think um, explaining a little bit about the product. If you have an insert in the box or you have a little temp, like a pamphlet, people do all sorts of different things. Um, and we can talk a little bit about, um, I definitely want to dive into the inserts and a few other things, but I think it's, you know, it's, it just, it's a missed opportunity when someone opens up their box and they don't really know what to do with this stuff. And two, you know, you want your customers to keep ordering from you. It's not all about just acquiring a customer once and then, okay, peace out. Thanks. You want them to keep coming back. You know, I talk a lot about customer super fans and one way to building your customer super fans is keep is retaining them, is treating them really well. And one of that is when they open up that box, they should have an epic customer experience. And that's everything from packaging to the products inside to the inserts. And so if people open up the box and they're like, I have no idea what all this crap is, then they're not going to be super happy about it. And they may not keep subscribing. So I do think if you are a subscription box owner and you're listening, you really want to kind of listen to these things because it makes a huge difference with how you are curating your experience for the customers, especially if you want to retain them, which if you're not sure about that question, you do want to retain them. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. And actually, I'm now that I'm, we're talking about this, I'm thinking I get Ipsy every month. And for a while, I've got Birchbox and I canceled yeah. them recently, thank God, because I don't like them. But you know, <laughs> I would get the same like hair products every single time. And, and they while they do have a little insert in there, it doesn't give a lot of information. And honestly, there's actually been many, this is embarrassing. There's been many times where I've opened up one of the little bottles thinking it was a, like skincare lotion and ended up being a hair product. And I was like, <laughs> why does my face feel so sticky? And it's because I put conditioner on my face because it wasn't like when the label on the, on the product wasn't very clear, you know, it's like, yeah. I feel like if you're not sure if it's a hair product or a facial product, then there's number one, a problem with your packaging, but um, yeah, it's just funny. So I I do think again, I'm rambling a little, but making sure that your customers understand what you're selling them is, is really, really important. And I think the next thing I would love to talk about is, you know, we talked a little bit about inserts. How do you feel like someone could enhance those little insert or postcards that people put in the box to really explain better how to use products, especially if it's a product that may be confusing. Yeah. So I think when it comes to subscription boxes and e-commerce products, you, you guys, you out there listening, you guys are going through all this time and effort to find these 
pieces and these products to really curate this experience for the client, right? And these pieces might be hard to find. They might not be like available to the public. Like you can't just drive to Target and pick it up, you know? And so with the inserts, you could do two things. So one, you could give like a description about like where it came from. If it's a handcrafted item, like Mm -hmm. is there a story behind the company you got it from? Like where can they find the company you got it from? But then also um, including ways that they can use the product. So Carrie, this goes back to like the the makeup example, but like if you just put a bunch of little bottles in a box, like, okay, but what does each bottle do? Like, thanks so much for their name, but like, what does it do? How do you use it? Like, why did you choose to put this product in the box for your clients? Like you have this opportunity to really up-level the client experience on this insert card where you're like, I was going through all my samples and I thought, you, I'm I'm sure there's a way to like actually get their name on there. But like, I thought like this would be perfect for Carrie because she can put it on her table. And when people come to her house, they will just like love it. Right. Like there's this, there's a way where you can craft this story about how you were thinking about your clients when you were picking this product. And it just makes them feel that much more special as a client. And So that's like part one. Part two, education on how to use the products, how to style them best. If it's like a clothing item or like a house decor item, like what are some ways they can style it would be like a second piece for the like for like health and wellness or like makeup that obviously like how to use best practices. And then I think also where they can find it, like if they want to, if they run out and like they want to repurchase it, like where can they go to get that product? If you don't have something on your site where they can buy it directly from you kind of deal. I love that. Yeah. Definitely absolutely agree with you on, you know, giving people information on where to repurchase. And obviously, you know, if you are a subscription business and you want to, this is like a whole different episode, but since we're, since, since you brought it up, I'm going to mention it. Um, you know, reselling products from your box is one of the easiest ways to increase revenue and increase your profits, you know, pretty heavily because, you know, you're getting all these products for the subscription box, but in a subscription box, generally the margins are a little bit tight. Uh, as a way to up-level that, you then resell those items from the box, but you're selling them for full price on your website. So if you are not doing that, please do that. And again, this is going to be another episode as well, because I love talking about how to increase a, a customer's order value. But really, that's just a way to make it's pure profit, really. So yeah, Katie. especially uh, if they loved it and they're like, I want more, like have them keep yeah. coming back, get that recurring customer. Absolutely. And I like how you also talked about storytelling. And I was, I've sort of started thinking about some other products that I, I don't actually get that many subscription boxes now. I used to a couple of years ago, and I'm trying to think of any of them that did a great job with storytelling. And I do feel like one is coming to mind and now I'm blanking. Oh, love goodly. (laughs) I feel like I talk talk about them a lot. They're a really cool subscription box based in LA. They do vegan, um, cruelty free, and it's kind of lifestyle beauty. It's kind of, they're a little bit all over the place, but it's a really amazing subscription box. And um, I do want to say that they have a really great insert with a lot of information and they do storytelling really well. And I do think adding small touches about storytelling makes a huge difference. And I like how Katie, you were talking about, you know, little bits of stuff that you could add into the insert, like where the, if it was handcrafted, like what's the story behind where the product was made, that kind of stuff is amazing to know. And so if you are, there's so many really cool subscription boxes that do 
kind of a curated, um, different themed type of thing. And if you do, if you are creating these products or, you know, curating these really amazing, unique products for people that they're not going to find in Target and in a general store, you know, it's, you're missing an opportunity if you're not telling the backstory behind the brands that you're choosing because people care. People 100% yeah. want to always support small business when they can. And if they know that this box is filled with these really unique products that no one else has, and there's, you know, this product was handmade by, you know, a veteran or something. And this product was, you know, created by um, a working mom who's trying to support her kids. Like those stories mean a lot. And it's, you know, there's a lot of things that we could kind of go off from that one little point, but I yeah. just think it's important that if you do have like little backstories about the product, where it's made, where it, where it came from, then definitely add that into that. And I think for the insert too, like when you're thinking of creating your insert, I know for my subscription box, two inserts, one was an, uh, I'm not going to say educational base, but it kind of talked about the company, you know, how do you enter our monthly photo contest? How do you, you know, how do you find us on social media? How do you contact me if you want to skip your box? So that was one um, insert. The second insert was a breakdown of the products inside. So for my business, because I did a lot of customization, I didn't include every single item, but I would highlight a couple items from the box and I would give a little bit of information on the, on the company. Um, especially if it was a company that I really liked, you know, I would yeah. say, you know, these, these were made, you know, there was a company that we used to use that was made in based in Colorado soda pop. They made these amazing, um, eco-friendly, uh, not eco-friendly, sorry. Maybe they were eco-friendly. I can't remember. They made these amazing rubber dog toys that were made in the U S like amazing quality. And I was obsessed with that brand. And so I really did want to showcase them and I would add their website to my insert. But I do think if, if you're a business that does not do customization and you send the same thing to everyone, you know, you really want to enhance that experience by adding information on that little card. So I think, I think the inserts are a really easy way to provide all that information that Katie was just talking about, you know, storytelling, talking how to use the product. So, it, you know, some of this will depend on, you know, your subscription box, but as long as you can start thinking, you know, I want the wheels to be turning in your head that, okay, how can I make my inserts better? How can I improve them? How can I talk about the the products inside in a way that my customers will really appreciate and learn from? Because again, you don't want to have that experience that Katie, Katie and I just talked about where we opened up, you know, a, a FabFit phone or whatever the, the box was and that we actually didn't know how to use some of the stuff like that should never happen. That's yeah, it's pretty unacceptable. So especially from a big brand like that, it, it is, it is disappointing. So <sighs> yeah, well, I was gonna, I know we started touching on like storytelling with the inserts, Carrie, and I know we wanted to talk about social media as well. And so I think that's a piece yes. that can carry over like super easily into your social media. Mm-hmm. I agree. So in your opinion, how, what are some easy, so I like to do kind of certain step-by-steps and things that people kind of take away from the episodes and actually implement today. Um, So we can talk about the step-by-step, especially with social media, but I guess in general, how do you think people can really use social media to educate people on their products? And, you know, social media, this isn't necessarily your customers. You're still trying to get people to follow you. You're trying to get people to engage with your brand and you're trying to get people to turn from followers to customers. So how do you feel like you can do that with social media? Yeah. So with social media, I think it really opens up the door to showcasing like 
your process of selecting the products, right? So you can showcase like, okay, well, I, I have these two choices. Like maybe you're deciding between like um, two dog toys. Let's just go with two dog toys. Like, oh, I don't know which one to put in. You can story tell your thought process and like, okay, well, I really like these aspects of this dog toy, these aspects of this dog toy. You can throw in a poll where people can vote and be like, hey, I think you should go with dog toy A or dog toy B. And so you can story tell through your thought process. So that would be like one way to story tell is through your thought process of like selecting your products. The second way that you can story tell is you can story tell the brands that you're using, right? And so kind of like we talked about with the inserts, but also bringing that to your social media, share about the brands you're using. If it's a small business, if they are eco-friendly, if they have some unique quality about them, sharing this on social media will allow the people who are kind of thinking about like, oh, should I get this box or should I buy this product? They'll get to see the brands that you're working with and and your values through the brands that you're working with. And that will help them make that decision. So the first thing you could do is your thought process. The second thing you could do is storytelling through the brands that you're using. And then third, I think storytelling through the actual process of putting together a box. Are you folding all the boxes yourself? Are you stuffing them yourself? Are you putting all the products in yourself? Walk them through that process because then they kind of see like, okay, this is really like handmade with love or this is what it looks like when I order a box. This is what it looks like behind the scenes. And it adds value to their experience in the fact that they feel like, oh, wow, like, look at all the time and energy and love they are putting into my subscription box. And so they feel bought into you and your product and what you're providing. So three ways to story tell on social media would be your thought process when you select the product, mm-hmm. telling, sharing about the brands that you use. And then the third one is like sharing your process from the time you get an order to the time you ship it out. I love that. That's amazing. Thank you for also breaking that down. It's really helpful. <laughs> um, <laughs> As a teacher, I know you have no problem breaking things down. And I love yeah. how you talked about the I, I love how you talked about I feel like you you sound like a seasoned subscription box owner, by the way. You're like holding <laughs> stuffing them, like <laughs> so I'm about ready. I just ordered boxes for my client <laughs> gifts. And so I know the process for like, okay, well, first you have to choose the box on that from your whoever you're getting your box from and then design your box and then like figure out what's going in it and how you're, who you're getting it from. So I just went through this process of like selecting, I'm doing like, um, like a congratulations box for my clients when they launch their course. And so like, I had to like find the champagne I wanted to put in it and like what glasses go in it. And then like, I want to use a local, uh, soap maker for like bath bombs. So I was like, I'm trying to decide which soap maker to use. So I feel like it's not a subscription box per se, but going through this process of trying to figure out what goes in it, it's, it's a, there's a lot that goes into this. And every month, if you guys are doing this every month, like (laughs) My goodness, like more power to you because dang. <laughs> it yeah, it is. I love I I just appreciate that you you kind of understand what actually we have to go through. And I say we like I don't I don't have my subscription box anymore. But when I yeah. did have it, yes, the curating part of it was one of the most time consuming for me, one of the one of my high like highlights for sure, because I'm very creative and I, I don't like the like admin type stuff, but when it comes to like creating things and putting things together and creating themes, and 
I loved doing that. It's so fun, yeah. but yes, very time consuming. And the thought <laughs> that people have to do that every single month, you know, I think customers don't ever understand that. They just, they don't even think about like, wow, they, I wonder how long it took people to come up with this box, yeah. you know, product. So it's a lot. Um, Cause it just shows yeah. up to their doorstep and they're like, thank you so much. <laughs> See you yeah. next month. You know, they don't understand all of the mm-hmm. time and energy and love you guys are putting into the boxes mm-hmm. that you're giving them. Yeah. And and I, I love how you talked about that's the stuff that you should be showing. And I did that. I used to do that a little bit on my Instagram, just doing behind the scenes. And I did a lot of just like taking photos of, so I basically started my business in my house in California. I grew it to, you know, sent from nothing to sending, you know, tons of boxes each month, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of boxes. And it was always out of my house or my garage. Even when we moved to Seattle, we had to sell my husband's car. So we could basically use our um, garage as like the dapper dog warehouse. It was so funny. It was just filled (laughs) filled to the ceiling at all times with boxes, with my packing tables, with the products. It literally took over the entire bottom floor of our townhouse. It was really funny. And I forget what I was talking about, but yeah, no, you were talking about, oh, keep going. Oh, I was going to say, I just saw someone on my Instagram, they bought a storage unit and that is their new, like they sell Mm -hmm. like shirts or something, but that's their new packing. Like that's where they have to go to pack because they had no more room in their house to do it. Yeah. I mean, at some point you have to move out of your house, which, you know, that's a great problem to have for me. (laughs) I was at that stage of looking to looking for a fulfillment center. And then I ended up selling my business. So for me, it worked out, but yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden to have our whole bottom floor house of Dapper Dog boxes, products, you know, and then we had nothing in there. It was really weird. So that ended up being my, my new office until we moved. But yeah. So I think what I was rambling on before was that I like how you're talking about behind the scenes stuff. Okay. That's what I was talking about behind the scenes. Yeah. And I think that's something that people can really um, integrate into their social media. And, you know, for now, Instagram stories, Instagram reels, you know, you have such opportunity to showcase your, your process. Like, just like Katie just broke that down. Like, how are you choosing your products? How could you make a fun video that could be educational based showing, you know, your process of picking the products each month? How can you show the behind the scenes of people packing your boxes? Like, you know, there's always an order for a subscription business owner, you know, they, they have the boxes folded and they, you know, they probably have an assembly line. Like I used to have an assembly line of three different tables and I would have three rows of boxes. And I literally had an assembly line where I would be, it would go, you know, the toy would go in and then the other toy at the bottom. Then on top of that, it was the two treat bags. Then it was the bandana. Then it was the postcard and they had to be facing up both had to be facing up a certain way. Like I was super anal, but those, those are great videos. You're really showcasing a behind the scenes look into your business. And that is how you separate yourself from a business into a brand. People buy from brands. They don't want to buy from a business. You know, you can buy shit from Amazon, but if you are a small (laughs) business that puts loving care into your, you know, box curation and, and all that stuff like that really makes you look like a small business owner. And I think those are really easy things that you can put on your social media. And so you could have, you know, you could do like maybe every Monday is your behind the scenes day and you spend, you know, 
10, 15 minutes and you make a couple of videos of, you know, you or your friend, you know, packing the boxes, putting the boxes, uh, dropping them off at the post office, right? People love that stuff. When I used to do my post office photos, I used to get so much engagement when I did those. People love the behind the scenes. So you yeah. can do things like that and then add an Instagram story highlight. And just have a behind the scenes as one of your highlights. And it just has real authentic moments of you doing things for your business. And, you know, when you get new followers, they will look through that. People love the About Us page on websites. It's actually the second most clicked page. It just shows you that people are curious. People are nosy. (laughs) People want to know, you know, behind the scenes stuff. So um, I think that's really, yeah, it's just an easy way to showcase that. And I feel like too, Katie, um, we can talk a little bit more about social media, but how can people, I think this is a really big one. So we're talking about leveraging a customer experience and also for someone that's on your website, how can you use, how can you add that educational component on your website in particular for your product pages? So first I want to say like education does not have to be boring. Like it, I don't want you to feel like oh my God, I have to tell them all of this information. Like it doesn't have to be boring. It can be super fun. So I think on your product pages, like having pictures of your product, right? But then also pictures of your product being used. Like, did you test it out before you used it? Snap some pictures. They don't have to be professional. People are just looking for like, okay, how can I utilize this? How is this going to benefit me? That's really what people want. And so educating in those ways, um, in your product descriptions, you could be like, can be used for ABC, right? Like just so they have an idea and they can start visualizing and storytelling in their own mind, just based off of like your description. So say you're like, oh, you can use this tablecloth. I don't know why you would have a tablecloth in a subscription box. I'm not familiar, but you might, um, you're like, oh, you could use this tablecloth as a tablecloth, but you could hang it as a tapestry for like a background, or you could, um, use it as like decor in some other area of your house, right? Showing people like multiple ways they can use your products. And then they're going to be like, oh, and then I can use it this way. And then I can use it this way. So just providing them like little hints and cues and like examples of how they can use your products. will will get their brain jogging for like, oh yeah, I can use it for this. Or, oh, I wasn't thinking about using this tablecloth for the photo backdrop at my birthday party, but now, yeah, heck yes, I'm going to. So kind of like those things I think would be super helpful, especially on the product pages. Right. Yeah. I love that. And I totally agree with you. I think so, so many times when I am work, maybe working with a client or even I honestly, this is really dorky, but I love to go through websites and go through and just like look at things that I would change because it helps me to stay fresh <laughs> on not just web design, but it's important for me to, to always really know how to improve people's websites because number one, I teach about that. And two, I help my clients improve their website. And it's one of my favorite things to do to go through random websites and just go through their pages and just kind of look through their, their product pages and say, okay, how could I improve that? What would I change? And you know, honestly, and unfortunately, most times that, that I go through people's websites, they have no information about the product. They, they use, what are they, what is it? They use like facts. They don't yeah. use stories. So they might say, okay, this product comes in a 10 by 14 by four box. You know, we use crinkle paper. Um, you get five products. Like 
that's all they put. Or if it's an e-commerce business, they might just talk about the facts of the product, like, you know, dimensions, colors. They don't talk about how it could be used. They're not using, again, storytelling is so important with everything, but they're not talking about, you know, you could take that note card and you could actually frame that and put that on your wall in your office or, you know, how you could use a different product. So it's really important to describe how the product can be used and not just describe the features. I think that's something that a lot of people need help with. So I like that you're kind of giving examples of, of really how you can enhance your product page descriptions with adding more educational bits that aren't boring, but they're really more incorporating storytelling. And, you know, in the end, that is how people will buy from you when they feel like, okay, this product is made for me, or they understand how they can use it. If people are confused, or they they're not sure what your product does, then that's, you know, that's on you. And you have to really work on enhancing what your product does, who it's for, um, how they can use it and stuff like that, that should be crystal clear on your website. And I talk about this probably every day with people. If your website is confusing people, if they don't know what you sell in two seconds, then you've lost them. And so all this time you're spending to drive people to your website, and then you're going to lose them because your product descriptions, you know, aren't clear or they're not descriptive enough or your website doesn't explain what you do. So, I do think you can always bring in more of this educational pieces to your website whether it's your homepage, absolutely on your product description. So, maybe Katie, could you do like a maybe like a couple step checklist for I mean, again, I'm not asking you to tell people how to come up yeah. with product descriptions, but is there maybe like a few steps that people could say, "Okay, I'm going to go today to my product pages in Shopify." And I'm going to kind of edit my pages. Um, What should they be doing? What are like some three steps they can do? Yeah. So I would say first, look at your product images. Do you have pictures of your products being used? Are there pictures of someone like using your products, whether it's opening your box, playing with a toy or using your, your health and beauty products? Like, do you have product pictures of it being used? The second thing I would look at your descriptions and see if there's information about how to use it. Like I would use it in this way. Um, Mm -hmm. So like suggestions for how to use that product, how to use your subscription box. And then in that in that same while you're checking for the how to use, um, what are the benefits of that product? Like how has it helped you? And then three, if you wanted to add this element, this story, this uh, another like storytelling, like you could explain like I chose this product because blank and give like that little piece of like, why you like the product, why you love the product in your product description, because people will look for the sizes and the dimensions if they want it, but they really want to know, like, how is it going to make me feel? How is this going to improve me? And how is it going to benefit my life? And so including pictures of how it's being used, examples of how to use the product in the description, and then a little bit of storytelling for like why you chose the product and why you think it's like beneficial for your client. Oh my God. I love it. You, I feel like you were a subscription box owner in a past life. (laughs) (laughs) I might've been, I, maybe, maybe I should think about one in the future. You should, you, you're nailing every single thing. I I'm yeah, you're, you're good. (laughs) And like, yes, this falls under marketing, but it's really like this educational piece. And I don't want, if you're listening, like, I don't want you to feel like, 
oh my goodness, now I have to go redo everything. No, like just start going forward and do a little bit at the at a time, like try and see what you like and see what your clients like and see if it helps. And if it doesn't tweak it, change it, bring in something new. So it's just another layer to your client experience to be educating them just a little bit more on what you are giving them and what your product or your subscription box is for them. Yeah. And I agree. I think start small, go through the small steps that you can fix now. Don't worry about things that are not like if you don't have product images of people using your stuff, then don't worry about that today. Do like work on what you fix today. And that would be the product descriptions, you know, maybe tweaking some of your website copy to explain more of how your product can be used and how it can be, how it can make someone feel or transform for them or solve a pain point and less about features because people don't really care about features. They want to know how your product is going to help them. How is it going to make their life better, easier, that sort of thing. So I I just love all this information. And then lastly, (laughs) I want to ask you, because I know we talked about this and I think this is brilliant. So people using quizzes right now, this is kind of a new trendy form of lead generation. And I actually, I use a quiz for one of my clients and it works very well. I can say that. Um, How can someone use a quiz app? How do you think they can use a quiz app that could help, you know, number one, educate their audience or educate someone's um, audience on their website, but really using that to kind of help convert into a sale. Yeah. So, you know, every teacher loves a good pop quiz, but (laughs) when it comes to your clients, they might, I like to say this a lot is like, they don't know what they don't know. So if they're coming to you and they're like, oh, well, I have this issue with my skin. They don't know which product to like solve their skin issue or solve their hair issue. Or, you know, why do they need your subscription box? Or do you offer different levels of your subscription box? And so um, having just like a few targeted, like, fun quiz questions for them to answer that will guide them in the right direction of the product that that you, the expert who's curating the boxes or curating the products that you, the expert, think would benefit them most. And so I liked when I created my quiz, I did like a, um, it was very like pop culture centric, like who would be your BFF next door. Right. And I used like qualities of those people to help determine qualities of what they were taking a quiz on. And so if you make it fun and engaging, they will go through it and and they're going to want that product, right? Because they're already on your website. They're already looking for something. Now you're going to help them determine what is best for them. Heck yes. Like who doesn't want help? And you're not in a store. You're not being pushy. It's just there. It's available for them. And they can take the quiz and find the best product. And maybe this is just like, I'm not, Carrie can chime in on this because it's a sales piece. But if they take the quiz and insert their email, like, do they get free shipping or can they get, you know, like, 5% off or something. And then you get that lead gen piece where you can collect their email address and then hello email list, like, and grow that side of your business as well. I love it. I'm obsessed. Yes. Um, (laughs) Absolutely. Everything that you just said is just so good. So yeah, using quizzes is, in my opinion, um, I think of it first as a lead generation tool. And so for subscription box e-commerce, if you have any product business, you need to be growing your email list. And I talk about this a lot because it's just important email lists you own, you don't own social media. And so you always want to think, how can I incorporate ways to grow my email list uh, on my website? And quizzes are amazing. I, one of my clients, we do a quiz for like, I already talked about that, but 
Um, as Katie mentioned, like, what can you do after the quiz? Number one, you get their email. Now what, what do you do for them? So what I do is when someone does the quiz, they get an email that says, or actually in the thank you message after the quiz, it says, you know, thanks for, I forget what it says exactly, but it basically says, thank you. And then it gives them a $5 off um, coupon code for a dog toy purchase. So my client has a dog toy company. And so then they also get an email that again, reminds them of the coupon code. And then they get a series of emails after that. So they get three to four um, automated emails that are pushing them to buy a product basically. And it's all from the quiz. So it really, quizzes can do so many things. I love the fact that you can do a quiz to help match you with what product would be best for you. I think that's really, really, really smart. Um, but then after the quiz, you then um, are marketing to them via your email list. So it's really mm-hmm. a win-win. I love it. Yeah. For exactly. quizzes, I'm of the one I use, I think I use lead quizzes, but there's quizzes called, I know there's interact lead quizzes. There's really a lot of them. Honestly, if you go on Shopify and you look at the app store, you can just pop in quiz and I'm sure there's a bunch that will pop up, but they, they're yeah, that's... super effective. And I like Katie, how you were talking about using pop culture. And I think that does make it more fun. I think for a quiz, you have to kind of make it a little trendy. So you have to be a bit creative. Yeah. Yeah. Cause people <laughs> and short, like people do not want to be answering like 20 questions to figure out what product they should buy. They want to know like within five questions, what do you recommend? So keeping it as short as possible, I think will increase your conversion rate on your quizzes. Absolutely. Yes. You have to keep things very short and sweet. So I love it. Well, this was amazing, Katie. I feel like you gave so much value. And honestly, I think, I think this is something that people generally don't think of. I think people don't really think how they can bring in education as a way to enhance the customer experience, how they can improve their website, how they can improve, you know, connecting with people on social media all by, you know, giving that educational component of how your products can be used or, you know, how they can help you better. So this was amazing. And, yeah. you know, I, I learned so much from it. So I'm excited for <laughs> my audience to really be able to take a bunch of things today and kind of get started. And I think especially on their website, I think that's really the first place that you can start making some small changes today. So, um, but yeah, thank you so much, Katie. And then where can people find you? Do you have any, um, I know that you help people create courses. Do you have anything else that might be good for a product-based business owner? Um, so I'm in the, so actually I was working last week with a client on, um, building like a framework for her. This sounds funny, like a a framework or like a process for her subscription boxes. So helping her like identify the themes that she wanted to do throughout the year, but like come up with a plan for like how it would look. So bringing in like the education planning piece of like, okay, maybe in January they get like these few pieces. And then in February they get another few pieces. And then by March, bam, they can create like, she does um, interior design. It's like, bam, they can create like a whole like interior design scape with all of the pieces from the first three boxes. Okay. Then what are you going to give them quarter three? So working with people on like coming up with like a yearly idea, like what do you want that to look like? And that could be in an, in an intensive setting. Um, but I do work with a lot of coaches and people who are creating courses or digital products. So if you start getting into this space where you want to have like maybe like mini lessons or workshops or Thing or events where people are coming to you and you're educating them on, I don't know what it could be. I guess it could be like, maybe you send out like 
flowers and like, okay, how do you arrange the flowers? And you want to do a workshop on flower arranging. So like those teaching aspects that you could add into your business, those I could definitely help you with that. But you can find me on Instagram. That's where I'm mostly um, at Katie, the course coach. And I do a lot of education just around like social media posting, mini trainings, what to include in your educational products. I do a lot of that just for free in my story. So that is all there always. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Katie. Uh, This was just amazing. And I'm so excited for this episode to air. And yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Yay, it was really fun. This episode is brought to you by my group coaching program, The Marketing Accelerator. So this is your last chance to apply for this next round. We are starting next week, the last week of May. This is my signature 12-week group coaching program that teaches you how to implement three key areas of marketing into your product business to skyrocket your sales. And these are the three key foundational parts of marketing that you need to master for your product business. And these three areas are Instagram, email marketing, and working with influencers and affiliates. So these are my top three fastest ways that you can make sales for your business. And sometimes we want to just focus on some quick wins for everyone, right? So you can apply today by clicking the link in the show notes, carriefitzgerald.com slash group dash coaching dash program. And again, we start next week. So this is your last chance to apply. This is a small group coaching program. We have payment plans. Let's get your butt in the program because it's going to be amazing for your business. And lastly, if you've not subscribed to the podcast, please subscribe and please leave a review. I love happy reviews. Love to learn what you're liking about the podcast, what you learned from today's episode. And if you have any people that you want me to bring on. So leave me a review. I love it. And I appreciate your support and listening to the podcast. All right, guys, see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple podcast and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much. And I'll see you guys next week.